Listener Production. Good morning, sports fans, and welcome to The Scorecard. I'm Liam Flanagan, and this is your fast, fun hitters for for Wednesday, the 7th of February. Today, the AFL clamps down on careless smothers, US Visa D-Day arrives for the bad boys of the NRL, and are Taylor Swift in the Super Bowl part of a conspiracy to fix the US presidential election? But first... Yesterday in the nation's capital, the Australian ODI cricket team took the West Indies to the cleaners. Ouch, talent population, you, bro! The two teams may have split the honours in the two-test series earlier this year, but the Aussies show the visitors who's boss when it comes to the day-night format. Having scored comfortable victories in the first two ODIs, yesterday the Aussies showed why they are the reigning 50-over format world champions. After a man-of-the-match performance in which he took four wickets in his ODI debut in match one of the series before being strangely rested for game two, Xavier Bartlett returned to the national side in style, taking another four-wicket haul, becoming the first ever Australian to take eight wickets in his first two ODIs. Straight away, the outswinger. Great captaincy, great bowling, good cricket by the Australians. Bartlett and fellow paceman Lance Morris and Sean Abbott took just 25 overs to dismantle the West Indian attack for a paltry total of 86 runs and left the Aussie batters to do the easy part. But big hitting phenom Jake Fraser McGurk wasn't interested in doing it easy. And again, even bigger, even better. Three for the over, two in a row. The 21-year-old swashbuckling batsman delivered an entertaining quick-fire 41 runs off just 18 deliveries that set Australia up for their fastest-ever run chase, going past the West Indies totals in less than seven overs, meaning, ironically, that for a day-night matchup, the ground staff at Marnock Roval didn't even need to turn the lights on. This saves on electricity. The short game was probably useful preparation, though, for both sides, as the two teams will now turn their attention to the T20 format with their three-match series getting underway in Hobart on Friday. It was the moment in last year's AFL final series that divided a competition. Eventually, Melbourne get a clearance. Brayshaw, oh, he was met solidly after he got rid of it. I think he's had some damage done here, and he may have been knocked out. Brayshaw, he has not moved. And that was a Collingwood defender Braden Maynard's clash with Angus Brayshaw of the Melbourne Demons after an attempted smother left Melbourne's Brayshaw with a season-ending and possibly career-threatening concussion. Despite the outcome of the incident, Maynard was cleared at the AFL Tribunal after a marathon four-hour hearing and, of course, went on to lift the Premiership trophy with his teammates after the final game of the season. How sweet it is! Collingwood win the grand final! And I hope Braden enjoyed it. Because if he finds himself in a similar smother situation this season, he's not going to get off so lightly. The AFL also rubber stamping the rule change that will see head-high contact from a smother attempt, such as Braden Maynard on Angus Brayshaw, now a reportable offence. The AFL Commission has rubber stamped Braden Maynard's action as being careless moving forward, meaning that any other player found guilty will definitely face a suspension from the game. The commission also presented a host of other rule tweaks for the season ahead, with rundown tackles that result in a player's head being driven into the ground, now a reportable offence, fend-offs that result in high contact with the opposition, now deemed striking, and after complaints from umpires, coaches are now forbidden from whistling while they're on the interchange bench. They really are taking the fun parts out of the game these days, aren't they? 
The NRL's great Vegas adventure is less than four weeks away, but for one of the game's biggest stars, D-Day arrives tomorrow. Reese Walsh's hopes of boarding the plane with his teammates bound for Sin City hinge on a meeting today with the top brass at the US Embassy in Sydney. The Daily Telegraph reports that Walsh and 11 other NRL identities are, quote, required to undergo a more rigorous assessment process with American immigration officials due to previous off-field incidents that have led to police arrests or charges. I'm a bad boy. Bad boys, bad boys, what you gonna do? Walsh pleaded guilty to cocaine possession in late 2021 after being arrested by police on the Gold Coast, while other members of the planned travel party of players and staff also carry past indiscretions which require them to front up at the US Embassy over the next couple of days in order to have their visa rubber stamped. Welcome to the United States of America. But let's be real. We all know athletes get special treatment, so let's not pretend that any of these guys are going to be seriously turned away. Regardless of what's been done in the past, every one of them is getting on that plane. What do you get if you take the NFL Super Bowl and Taylor Swift? A conspiracy to get Joe Biden re-elected as the President of the United States. Yep, that is a genuine conspiracy doing the rounds of the internet at the moment. Right-wing critics believe that the biggest music star on the planet, Taylor Swift, is a Pentagon asset, and her current relationship with Kansas City Chiefs star tight end Travis Kelsey is all part of a plot to ensure that Joe Biden is re-elected as president at the end of the year. That theory is crazy town. Yeah, but it's taken hold enough that NFL Commissioner Roger Goodell was forced to address the conspiracy theory while fronting the media ahead of Monday's big game. What do you say to those who think it's all scripted by the NFL? I don't think I'm that good a scripter um, or anybody on our staff. I, I, I think it's there is no way that I could have scripted that one. Let's just put it that way. But she is, um, or anybody in our office, she's, she's in a remarkable performer. She knows great entertainment. I had the opportunity to go to two of her concerts with our girls and my wife. She's the best of the best. And and so having her come to NFL games, have her a part of that is nothing but a positive. Mm, I didn't hear an explicit denial there. Maybe this thing has legs. Let's put a pin in it for now and investigate further. But suffice to say, if the Chiefs do win against the 49ers on Monday and Taylor Swift runs onto the field with a vote Biden shirt, America's going to explode. And that is your Fast Fun His Sport for today. I'm Liam Flanagan. Tomorrow, the return of Brett Thomas to the scorecard for 2024. Listener.